This is Movie Review Podcast by Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're going to talk about Captain Marvel, the new Marvel movie that just came out. Um, and, golly, where do we start with this one? Well, I mean, I think directed by Anna Bowden. True. When you hit the director, I totally missed that point, but... But I mean, uh, let's just start with the overall opinion. Where, how do you feel after watching that one, Cash? It's been a, almost like a week since I've seen it now, I guess. But I mean, I'm telling so you, you come down off that high. Yeah, I've come down <laughs> off the high a little bit because I remember going to see it initially. I didn't want this movie. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, this is in the '90s. What's the point? How are they gonna do this time gap? I just want Endgame. Got out of it. I really loved it. I was surprised. Yeah, like I mean, I was like, this was needed. It's going to help us out a lot. They kind of explained her time gap, I thought, really well. But the action in it was phenomenal. I loved a lot of the fight scenes. They explained her powers because a lot of people don't really know who she is. Right. And they kept giving us little tidbits and Easter eggs with Marvel, things like that. Those were a little too on the nose, but I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. The nostalgia really hit me hard. And I got to say, this is probably going to surprise a lot of people. It was a top 10 Marvel movie for me. It's that? up there. How about that? Um, well, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, I watched it just uh, a few days ago. Um, and I really enjoyed the entire movie. For a two-hour movie, uh, I was never bored. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed all the characters that were created. I thought they did a good job with every actor that was used for every part. And bringing some characters back from other movies and stuff. Oh. I was like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was really good. Um I th- again, to me, it's a top 10 to 15 for Marvel. Okay. It's not a top five by any means. Mainly because uh, it did have good action, but it, t- it was long pauses between them. Uh, again, but that's what, the ep- that's what the movie was for, yeah. was to set her up. This is her background. This is her story created. And it's also about a character who doesn't remember anything, so it's also a mystery as well of a movie. And I think so that hurt some. It, it does, because another thing is, too, the one thing that I thought was the downer for the entire movie was it was a played-out storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, the betrayal from the one that you thought, you, you could trust, you know, uh, given, I'm doing it wrong. It's hard to come up with an original, you know, movie line script, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Um, it just, it, it's been played in Marvel before. And so I, I was kind of like, I was looking forward to a scroll enemy really highlighting something unique and different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess that when you find out that spoiler alert, that they're really not the bad guys to a point which we kind of knew before the movie even started. Right. And I mean, especially once we see Ronan, like, front and center and everything. Like, this is who we're teaming with. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, so there were some things. Good. Bottom line is, if you had comic book knowledge, you know, you kind of already had a good feeling of yes. where this was going. But if you were the novice and didn't know, you know, you, you, you I don't know. I don't feel like you're hoodwinked, but you're kind of like, this is not really how it was meant to go based on how the comics went. Okay. It, they kind of Hollywooded it a little bit. Yeah. Everything from the suit to Cree and everything else. Um, and that's just how it works. And like I said, some of the timing was a little convenient, but none of that mattered. All that was just minor details mm-hmm. of the movie. The movie itself blew me away with the nostalgia, the throwbacks of the 90s. How in the hell do you make Samuel L. Jackson look 20, 30 years younger and hold it the entire yeah, movie? movie? And the only time I questioned how he looked was his one fight scene. They just should have x that. 
when he's fighting Talos. Yeah. It w- when it's his boss. Right. I was like, okay, he's throwing the punch like he's an 80-year-old man. Fully okay, but it's just right. like, yeah, when you're you looking 30, 40, 50, you know. Yeah, where's the stunt double? Here? Yeah, you it was know? like, we can get somebody else to do this. Um, you know, so that's the way I look at it. And that's my overall impression of the movie. Um, you know, and so if you want to say, if we want to say some what we thought was the best parts of it, I will start by saying that how well they did making it look like the 90s. How well they made Samuel look. Mm-hmm. The 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 icons, you know, falling into a blockbuster. <laughs> a um, lot of people didn't like that, but I mean, I was cracking up at that I immediately. Mean, I just got through listening to Business Wars, which is another great podcast by Wondry. And the first series season is about blockbuster versus Netflix, about mm-hmm. the demise of blockbuster versus. And it's a great podcast. I'm not. I'm not I mean, the fact that they I, could, I don't get paid for it, but the fact that they could have bought Netflix for like what three million dollars initially. Uh, yes, and the story, the podcast will tell you a lot of things we didn't know. Okay. So I encourage anybody who who likes that kind of stuff to get into it. But I, seeing the blockbuster there, it, it was a good moment because yeah. I was an avid blockbuster purchaser. Though that was the hot spot to go. You like, know. I mean, you're like you didn't know if you're going to see your friends or anything. You're like, hey, mom, can you take me to Blockbuster? At least I can get a cool game. You spend it up right. there thirty minutes, wait and see ooh, who's coming in. Right. Yeah. I mean, like right now you go to eBay. Anybody who's got an original Blockbuster card, they're they're also valuable. It's rare, you know. People throw them away when they. What well, was it worth? A late fee <laughs> for, <laughs> for people that don't know. I mean, those are like right. fifty bucks back. You know, the sad thing is, there's only one Blockbuster left in the entire United States now. It's just one. Really? Yeah, there was two. The one in Alaska folded, is what I understand. Uh, I can uh, say I actually I've been to a, a Blockbuster within like the past five years. Wow. And uh, it was an interesting thing. Yeah. We used to be a regular customer. But anyway, a lot of those little things. They did a really cool job of those. Well, I mean, Um, the band t-shirts that she was always wearing, Nine Inch Nails. The karaoke. And whoever does the music. I mean, right. they, they they hit the nail on the head. Go back to Thor Roanoke. Go back to the the Guardians of the Galaxy. Go to this movie. They hit the music, the classics of the right genre every time. And it, it's it, phenomenal. Yeah, and it, like the thing is, it's not the most popular songs from that genre or anything, you know. It, it but they're all iconic, right? Like no one was going to be like, oh, that was a top forty hit that everyone's yeah. going to pick out of a thing. But no, like this has a special place in my heart. Right. And I mean, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, it does. It, like, it, it, it touches your heartstrings because it yeah. brings you back to a time. That's This movie is like my era of when I was a young kid growing up to, who still enjoyed going, wow, superheroes, comic books, that kind of stuff. It was my exactly. Uh, so it really appeals to your demographic of, you know, 30 to 40, 40 to 50. If you're in that age range, mm-hmm. th- this stuff is just nailing it, you know. Um, I mean, just seeing a Game Boy that she's using to convert into power so she can call back up into everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, we got the pagers. The pagers. The souped-up pager. A payphone. A payphone, you know. Your time is running out. Please insert another quarter. Yeah, I mean, so there was some great stuff. And that led to some really good comedy. You know, I really like that. Um, You know, so those are the things I really, really liked about it. Is there anything particular you thought was just over-the-top amazing? I mean, honestly, the first fight scene she has with uh, one of the scrolls where she's fighting the old lady on the bus. And <laughs> like, from the preview, yeah. Yeah, and like, but I mean, just seeing all the people help out the old lady. You know, like you have three people anytime Captain Marvel reaches back to throw a punch, they're jumping her, pulling her, and she's like, what is going on? That's not realistic today. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, hey, the, hey, but in the 90s it was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really was. But you also have an old lady doing spinning kicks on, on a fucking subway and no one's oh, even... Yeah. 
worried about her. And it's funny you bring that up because one thing I was worried about is is that there were going to be a scene of people pulling their phone out to record it. And I was like, wait a minute, this is nineties. Yeah, she had a pager camera. It doesn't quite work that way. (laughs) And only that, like back then, a cell phone was a weapon. Like that was a seven pound brick. Oh, that Nokia had this anti theft (laughs) device. You know, but you just remember that commercial? He he hit him across the head. Yeah, it's great stuff. Go ahead, try to steal it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, um, but I mean, like I thought that fight scene. Um, I thought her realizing her power and everything. Like I thought that little chip was just the dumbest thing in the world that they had on the back of her neck. It was like we've given you this power, but you don't see a single Cree use the yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are we really doing this? Can she really not figure this out right now? And so like just how they tried to nerf her. Yeah, I, I hear you there. I mean, to me, that's a little... Like I said, the show, the movie itself was filled with a bunch of little things. Yeah. I was kind of like, well, you know, but, really, I, you know, convenient? Um, I don't know. And my bed, I mean, there's just so much nostalgia. Like, when we're sitting there, we got the black box. And yeah, the uh, black we're box. sitting there. I was like, oh, I hope they do this right. They put the they put it into the uh, computer. It's just like... Yeah, and then you got loading. dial up. It's like... Yeah. Like a solid seven to ten seconds of silence. Like, what's going on? Oh, this is normal. It's, it's just got to load. It's and it's like seven percent, nineteen percent, twenty-eight. Yeah, I mean, it's archaic. Like <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Oh, I was cracking up yes, at it the entire really time. Good stuff. There was good humor. I mean, I mean yeah. where they even find a computer or something like uh, that? Some of the comic, like when like she analyzes the cat. Any extreme threat, <laughs> minimal to Whoa. none. This, that thing's broken. You know, he's got to be jacked. Yeah. You know, I mean. Oh, that is a flurkin. All flirkin. right. But no, like, I mean. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the flurkin was a downer for me. Oh, loved it. To me. I'm a huge cat person. Well, and... I'm a huge cat person too, but don't give me tentacles that are bigger and larger than the actual body that can hold them. That's that is fair, but I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, really, and then of course he eats that box, the the, ter- ter- the tesseract, tesseract, and the box is bigger than his body and abdomen. Yeah, I come, come how, on, how he's trying to hold it or anything. And even like, at the last credit scene, where you know, did you watch? It? There was two credits. Yes, scenes. and the he very spits last it back one, up. he spits it out. You know, I'm like, first look off, at the size of that fucking box. Not worth the extra 15 minutes to go through with the credits Dude, and everything. Like, there was every bit of 15 minutes. Yeah. of credits. I mean, like I was standing up, I see people still sitting. Down. I was like, oh, there's another one. All right, this has got to be worth it. No. I was like, no. Like, that, was, that was a waste no. of my life. There was a lot of people who were disappointed that the reason Fury lost his eye was to the flirking. I had no problem with that. It didn't bother me either. It was so, like, why does he need a... He's Fury. Right. I, I love that something sad or anything. I almost... I, I wish they had uh, expanded more on it because he goes, when it scratched him in his eye, and he goes, I think it's going to be okay. And the scroll looked at him and goes, no. no. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that's the end of it. I mean, like, then the next time you talk about his eye, he's looking at replacements. Yeah, I mean, I wish it would have said, like... There's a poison in its call or something, you know, a yeah. reason for it. Or, like, it just took the eye. Like, it didn't have to be. You're right. Like, it just slowly swelled shut. But, I mean, like, then you have Colson coming in. So, was it true you lost it rescuing three people and all of this stuff? Make it as heroic <laughs> yeah. as possible. I can <laughs> neither confirm, confirm nor, nor deny. deny. <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's the perfect Fury answer. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, little things, like, like I said, the Flurkin was a downer for me. I thought it was brought in to be a, a comedy element. You know, I mean, it, it was, was to a point, yeah. but don't show me a scene of a cat that's the size, a little bit bigger than a couple of footballs, have tentacles that can take six people and fling them around and kill them to set our soul on off camera. I mean, yeah. just don't do that. Don't do that. And part of the problem was I had just finished Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you've seen it all the way through and everything, no. but it, there's a person in that show basically with that same exact power 
but they were able to go a little bit more gorier and everything. And I was like, hmm, I've just seen this done better. Yeah. And um, that was just unfortunate timing for him. But, like, yeah. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying and don't. Yeah, to me, I, don't get me wrong. You can throw physics out the room and you can, you know, on some things. And you can do this on that. But this is a house cat. But this is this is a gosh damn house cat. Don't show me a tentacle that's bigger than the cat combined. Yes. And there's multiple coming out of its mouth. And then. And you just don't see that. I mean, there's not enough matter there. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing as Men in Black. If you go back and watch some of the original Men in Black, some of the things, it's just like, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, but they just throw it out there because oh it's sci-fi you you it's meant to be unbelievable and but I mean that was something you could do a lot better in the nineties and everything also you could yeah but today people demand a little bit more realism, realism yeah. even to something that's sci-fi that's not real but and I mean so this cat on. is supposed to be um, did you read her comics or anything who's this Captain Marvel's comic I know a lot of the origin of Captain yeah. Marvel and so on because and, I think this cat's supposed to represent. Kind of her sidekick, which is almost like a bigger uh, version. May, yeah, and this was no. what that, from what I've read, that's right, what this yeah. is supposed to be. I get that. Uh, you know, just they had to tweak yeah. how they create Captain Marvel to to make it work for the cinematic universe of Marvel, and they did a good job with that. I love the part where she shoots the re- reactor, and you see her body get the charge. Yes, to me, that the CGI was the most realistic and amazing CGI of her body absorbing the power and the energy in the whole nine yards. I love the part where um, she's blowing up through ships at the end. Like she she's right using her body and everything like, like that. And he goes, we're going to come back and get the weapon. And he goes, you mean the Tesseract or no? her? her. Yeah. We want, she's the she's weapon. the weapon. I mean, so like, I thought all that was just really, really cool. Um, but I mean, I think it's unfortunate that that's such a great and powerful line, and we're not going to get anything off of that. We're not because he's toast. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, I mean, no, like we know he's dead is. and everything, and there's no reason for that to appear in Endgame or stuff. So it's just like, why? It was just more to show that she's that valuable. How she's more devastating than even a single stone. I mean, I agree with you, but then it comes back to the point. To me, it's just like. Kind of like Game of Thrones, if you have to tell everybody you're the king and stuff. True, self-proclaim is yeah. Like we see how powerful she is on screen. Like there's no need to just hit us over the head with stuff. We waited an hour and fifty minutes to get this power. That is true. You know, I mean, that's the thing. You didn't. She never came to her potential or anything like that until literally the last ten minutes. You're right. I mean, so that right there says a lot. it's just one of those things. That's the unfortunate side of it, but it was also necessary for the type of movie they created. Uh, you know, my curiosity is is that she is quite impressive. She is a badass. She is whatever mm-hmm. like that or so on. How does she rank when it comes to fighting Thanos, who has an Infinity Gauntlet that has all his capabilities? You follow what I'm saying? Like, her by herself, yes, yeah, she's amazing or so on, but to me, she doesn't bring the element of... This is the game changer. Oh, I I think that... It's going to have to be a combination of something. It's, I don't know what... You know, to me, her power abilities is on par with Thor. I think she's above... I, I, I don't think that she was able to show it. But I think that she is head and shoulders the strongest person in the Marvel Universe. And I think in it's a shame... In the comic books, she's basically the equivalent of, of Superman. Superman. You know, um, and I again, think Thor... Is pretty close to that as well, just because he's a god. Yes, you know what I mean. It's the same complex as Wonder Woman. But I mean, she's a god. You know, very I mean, true. It is what it is. You, you're, not, you're not gonna kill her. You know, you might be able to contain her. You might be do this. You might be do that, and so on. But you're not gonna kill her. You know, so 
is Captain Marvel killable? You know what I mean? She is a human with charge. You know what I mean? So, I don't even know if she's really even human anymore with the charge and stuff. Right. So, I mean, that's the whole deal. Is that How is the Marvel Universe going to play that? I mean, I think they're instantly going to make her the strongest person. Well, I mean, here, I think they show that just by the end credit scene. Well, here's one thing, too. There is one scene that I don't know if it was a mistake or if that's what they were meant to. Every time she's ever gone somewhere out of space or out of airlock or this mm-hmm. or so on, her mask appears and it shows the film appear yeah. over her face, correct? And so every time, except for the part where she's flying in front of the Kree after she does a trip, she puts her hair down and she's out there in space with no protection on her face or anything like that. And she talks. Yeah. I think she realized she no longer needed it. Okay. Like, so I think it was that's a your med- conclusion yeah, to it. I or think- you could, some people could say that was an oops moment. I don't think it was just because it was at the very end, and then so to me, she, she, she was doesn't no have longer to have oxygen. To me, if you're in space and you're able to go up there and talk and do yeah. what you're doing, oxygen is no longer a necessity. You know, necessity. <laughs> necessity. Um, if that's what you're doing, yeah, because like I mean, you know when you you let your face exposed to space, you know. It's, Freezing temperatures, you're going to start freezing, you know, like that. You didn't see her shivering. No. You know, you didn't see nothing change colors. You know, you know what I'm saying? But she, I mean, she had taken off the suit and everything, which I hope she kind of does because I loved her with the mohawk look. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Oh, yeah. Like her hair getting. Yeah, like the, the Trojan mohawk. old war yeah, helmets that, and everything. That was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I thought was a, a bummer was is that you have amazing supporting actors on the Cree. I can't we remember did. that guy's name, but you know the the black guy who has the um, gray goatee. It, it's like a he's Dim a gladiator. Yeah, I mean you're like this guy. He is also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, it, it makes sense why he's there now and everything because right. he's so hunting the for the Infinity there, Stones. But like to me, like his play was downplayed for this. This he never movie. gets a good enough role. I mean, Not he in really Marvel doesn't. University doesn't. I mean, Blood Diamond, uh, Never Back Down. Like those are two things he's leading in. It's like fantastic. The last time I saw a movie where he was really emphasized was Gladiator. You know? Oh, did you not see Blood Diamond? I have not seen Blood Diamond. Oh. Am I missing out? Yes. You are uh, missing out. Recommendation from Cash, go see Blood Diamond. Absolutely. Uh, Leonardo 15 DiCaprio. 15 years later. Yeah, yeah 15 years later. Watch it's, him murder a, a South African slash British accent, but it's a, it's a Leo, so it's okay. Hey, you know, gotta start somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, he definitely doesn't get the role. Oh, and Push. Have you seen Push? I've not seen Push. With Chris Evans? I have not. Another fantastic movie. He's got a good role in that. Okay. Plays a great bad guy. Cool. And Dakota Fanning, believe it or not. How about that? But he doesn't get the role that I want him to because no. he can provide so much more. He's got a cool weapon because he's rocking the uh, lightsaber, right? I believe so. And just not enough. Well, I understand he's going at it after she's now, discovered I will powers. say the Kree suits that have the different weapons for both of them, pretty cool. Jude Law. Mm-hmm. You know, Jude Law was great until the very last line. Really? When he's like, he's like, come on, man to man. When you beat me, like, I did that or something. Like, he, like he was really, <laughs> yeah. really I mean, like, please, please, don't <laughs> kill me. You know? you know, and I like how they, you know, he blushed mm-hmm. against the wall and, you know, all this stuff. I like that, but he's a little, li- and maybe it was on purpose, you know. Cause maybe I mean, he it probably, probably Maybe was. he's screaming for his life, you know. But I loved his capabilities with his suit. You know, like he was able to control space mm-hmm. and, um, you know, weapons do this. I thought that was all pretty sweet. I, the technology they exposed for that was nice. Yes. I, I thought the suit was probably the best part of Jude Law. I hate to say it. I didn't, I didn't have any love for the man. Uh, I thought he was miscast. 
I just yeah. didn't see him being this semi-fake love interest father figure. You know, I'm just I've not been a huge Jude Law fan for several reasons, but the uh, one time I ever really enjoyed the guy, he was actually just a, a kind of a prick. But it was if you remember Gattaca, I was about to say if you don't say Gattaca, then I'm just walking out. Guys, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I might we might need to do a pod on Gattaca. That is, it, a, it holds water to today. It's 10, 15 years old. I don't before know before it's time. Before it's time, it's one of the most amazing movies. Ethan Hawke, um, Jude Law, Jude Law. Uh, it's got oh, the guy from Monk. It's got. Um, it's got so many people. It's got in so many people. You Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's in it. It is phenomenal. It, it it's truly about DNA and the future of society. If it goes a certain way, it will change the way you think yes. about so much. And, and just the it twist has, at oh, the it end. Has, uh, is Andrew uh, Berkeley in it? Yes, 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 it does have. I saw it on Twitter yeah, actually yeah, a little exactly. bit ago, and I hit him up. So go see Gattaca. Um, just rent it. Find a way. Go to Blockbuster. Way. You know, Maybe Netflix has got it, but. Guys, overall for Captain Marvel, I think Cash and I agree. It's cl- he says a top ten, I say a top fifteen. It does a great job. Yep. It's also one of the. It's a great female led movie. I'll give it that. I love they did the whole getting back up when knocked down. Oh, I okay. Love- I did not like the Nike commercial. Well, <laughs> two thirds into this movie, some people were upset. Like, oh god, this is just a Me Too movie. I didn't feel that way. No, I didn't feel like I it was a know, Me Too movie at all. To me, it was just showing that. Um, you have to stand back up when everybody's looking, you know, it's constantly reminding you that you're less or more, you know, and so on. And it's, it's a good, it's it was a, a very human moment. And like, yeah. that was the thing. It was like, Oh wait, I'm in, from earth. I'm all of this, but it just, it ran exactly like a Nike ad. Like I've seen this with Dwayne Wade on Look, TV. If she was wearing Nike or it had a just do swoosh <laughs> in the background. I'd go, you were out. I mean, it should have, you're telling me you didn't see, just say, just do it at the end of it. I, well, I can <laughs> see it now as you say it. I, I, out of all the little girls they showed, the one that where she was standing on the sand, the youngest one of them all. Oh, that poster had the, had the deadliest face yeah. of them all. The youngest one of them all. So kudos to that little child actor, by the way, and so on. Again, yeah, could have done without the Nike ad. That's okay. all I'm saying. But it's a good movie throughout two hours. It does a great job of connecting dots in a gap in Marvel timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, it introduces a character that's going to be prominent. For our April release of Endgame, or not what it's called. Um, yeah, Endgame. Endgame, that's right. Um, and so it's it's so worth going seeing and so on. And, and uh, who do you have as like your favorite like kind of supporting role actor or anything in this? Thing? Like, who I mean, sold course, the show for you? I mean, well, Samuel L. Jackson was the best supporting character actor. Really? Showed to my, I mean, well, yeah. I, mean, I was going to go with uh, the scroll guy, Talos. Ben, not, not enough screen time Mendelsohn for me. And everything, or whatever his name is. Not enough screen time for me. I thought he did. I mean, a good he only had job. the last 20, 30 minutes. He had. Well, I mean, he played the boss and everything. You know, they're sitting yeah, in the but you elevator. Were him as the bad guy, and then it kind of turned. Like, I, I don't care for. I don't need the glasses, but it's for the look. You know, some of his lines seemed a little heavy-handed to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, just, I enjoyed when he was him. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, I mean, no, I mean, that's like, what, that makes perfect sense. So, like, if, when you look at a character and you look at from A to Z. The first half of his character, I didn't care for it, just the way he even conveyed it. Okay. Versus what I really liked of him. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like him showing up with a milkshake and just like in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he had some good stuff. Okay. Yeah, there was no doubt. But yeah, and the CGI. And that was the big thing I was worried about because in the previews of this movie, the CGI looked atrocious. It had some spots where you're like, oh no. 
Yeah, def- but and that's no, part of the reason why I was really worried about it. But as well, soon as we and get Brie there, Lawson and pulled it off. She did. Yeah, she did. I, I mean, wish she could have done it a little bit more, but I think that was more script based than anything else. I think it was, and I think it was intentional. You, yeah, you weren't supposed to see her capability of, of full everything until then, but you got to see her character, her humor, her personality, and I think they did a good job with that. Yeah. So again, I think it's a good one to go see. Go spend your money. Um, it's definitely an eight, an eight or a little better as in a ten point scale. Um, and I would definitely say it's one to recommend. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say we bleed it. Yeah, that's a definitely one. That was a good one. Guys, I'm going to say uh, it's a good night for us, and I hope you all listen in. We've got some other stuff coming up. We're going to do Triple Frontier on yep. Netflix is coming out uh, today. Uh, so we're going to get that in and get a review out for you soon. Um, also, be looking for Game of Thrones. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, be looking for those. Into the Badlands, we did this show on that weekly. Um, yeah, into the Badlands, we actually out. just did a nice interview with Sherman oh, Augustus. And sure did. Get, make sure to check that so out he's for a fabulous actor. Um, so a lot of good content coming out. So if you're ever looking for anything else and just bored, uh, hit Bleed TV in your search engine. And we have about numerous podcasts. Um, uh, I'm and, doing American Gods, if yeah. you want to uh, butcher me on that as I'm trying to do this solo. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free yeah, or keep so comments till the end. A lot of content episode. out there. So don't don't hesitate. And don't be afraid to hit us up on social media. We're on uh, Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, and we have an email at bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. But other than that, guys, we're calling tonight. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we'll see y'all then.